Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. You know, when you have the opportunity to have just a good old down-home conversation with your sister friend, you are excited all day long. So that would be me. That's where I've been all day in anticipation of this conversation. We are going to talk with Pastor Sonia M. Sessoms this evening. She is affectionately known as Pastor Son. She's a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, and a lyricist. How I Faithed It Over is her first published work and was birthed from her passion for God and her love of people. She is an alum of Penn State University in which she has a BS in accounting. Regis University, she has an MBA uh, in finance and accounting and Biblical Theological Seminary where she earned a Master's of Divinity. She runs her own accounting company, SMS Works. She and her husband, Juan, collaborate on songs. They're songwriters, they're singers, and they are producers through their One Praise ministry. And their music can be downloaded on all digital platforms. So if that wasn't enough, she is now focusing her energy on her life coaching and book publishing company. Woo! The woman is busy, but most of all, she is passionate around how she can serve and meet people where they are, encourage and inspire them. And she has a heart and a passion for faith and Christ. And so I am excited. Welcome to the conversation, Pastor Song. Oh my goodness. Let me go ahead and give you $50 for that introduction. Okay. I was like, who is she talking about again? I was trying to figure, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, oh, it's me. How are you today? <laughs> I am blessed and excited. Uh, I have been in anticipation of this conversation because I have watched you, been encouraged by you, inspired by you, your energy, your laughter, as I posted in preparation for our conversation. Your laughter alone is contagious, and oh. your spirit is just a compliment to that. So I know our conversation this evening for this season that people are in um, will be one in which people will walk away feeling better and blessed. So I'm excited. Oh man, I'm excited too. I, I, I like to say nervous guided, right? I'm nervous and excited. Um, but 
you gave me so many accolades and, and I know that you got to get started, but I just want to pay that homage right back to you. We honor and, and, and love you because you're setting the stage for all of us to kind of emulate after. And so just as much as you were excited to talk to me, I was even more excited to be able to sit and talk with you. So thank you for having me. Oh, <laughs> awesome. 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 Thank you. So as I just alluded to, This season, I feel like there's a heaviness on people right now. And I know your light is one in which it will bring brilliance to anyone, regardless of what their faith is, as um, I have shared on multiple platforms that I don't care what you believe, but we all believe something. Right. And so in order for me to tell my story, people often ask me, you know, how did you get here? Or how did you do that? Or I even most recently, someone asked me, how do you always have it together? Right. <laughs> I had, after, after I left out loud. <laughs> sorry, I laughed a little bit too. I'm sorry. Yes. No, because I'm like, after I left out loud, I'm right. like, ha ha. If you only knew. (laughs) Right. But I can't tell my story without including my faith. And so I Mm -hmm. know regardless of where anyone is on their walk, you're going to share wisdom. But I wanted to start off by asking during a season where there is so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. and how are you actually able to stay connected and focused and faithful. There's so much. We're going to unpack all of the things over the 18 months in the middle of a pandemic you have been able to accomplish. But in such a time as this, how are you staying focused and connected and faithful? I got to be honest with you, Dr. V. I'm faith in it until I make it. And I know that is um, I'm one of my monikers or one of my names, you know, you can, people know me by a lot of things, but one of the things they know me as is a faith stalker. And to be 100% honest with you, that is how I made it. I'm in agreement with you as well. I come across people that believe a myriad of different things. They, they may not, you know, believe in God or, you know, they believe partly in him. They believe he exists or however they believe, but it, I have to put my trust and my belief in something and my someone and my something is God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Got to be clear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and during this time of uncertainty and heaviness, I really just had to put my faith and my trust in God, period. I had to say, you know, it, it feels uneasy. You know, it, it doesn't feel good. Maybe I don't have the finances that I needed to get something accomplished, but God has placed tools inside of me and inside of all of us that don't always require money. Right? A lot of times we hear the word faith and, and you hear me say, I'm faithing it. And they're like, oh, well, what are you asking for? And sometimes it's not about a tangible thing that I'm asking for. Sometimes I'm saying, what resources do I already have my hand on or that have already been placed inside of me that are like kind of hiding? What can I do that God has given me the gift to do? What can I do to make this thing better? How can how can I do that? But I also have to get my instruction from God. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's like a circle, right? I, I believe in God, but I have to wait and listen for God. And when I'm waiting, 
I need to be moving with what he has already put inside of me. So my encouragement to everyone, you know, whether I'm talking to your audience right now or whether I'm talking at a conversation at a life coaching session or just in passing, I always say, but what are the tools that he actually gave you that you can like readily access? Like, what can I access like right now? <laughs> like, I know that I like to talk. So you, you calling me for an interview. Look, I mean, I have all the answers, but I get you one thing. I can talk, right? <laughs> God gave me that gift. You see what I'm saying? So, so I encourage people to just like you said, put your faith and your trust in something and then ride out with that. Don't waver on it. And my faith just happens to be in God. Yeah, I love that. And there's so many nuggets in what you just shared that resonates with my soul and thinking about so often people ask, well, how will I know? What should I do? I want something more. And as life coach to life coach. Right. One of my first initial statements is what is already in your hand? That's good. Why are you reaching or looking for something else? What is already in your hand and stop waiting for you to feel like doing it. Yes. That is, look, look, look. I was like, pick me, pick me. Yes. (laughs) It's so funny because we often are moved by a feeling, Mm. but we have to understand why we're moved by that. Right. So, so us at doing this, this advice and the things that we do, right. In coaching, we understand the flesh tense. And, yes. and and we get so tied up in these flesh tents that we feel like, oh, I need to feel this and the sun needs to be set, you know, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and I didn't feel like I heard God speak because it sounded like me. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what were you telling yourself to do the right thing or the wrong thing? Well, it was the right thing. Okay, that's your feeling. There you yes. go. So I love when you said that. That was good. Yes. <laughs> And when, if we actually wait for this amazing feeling, if we recognize that our feelings are flaky, we, I literally was with, um, uh, Dale Sharpley and the Wild Women. Yes. Mm -hmm. This weekend. And we talked about breaking through the, the terror barrier and yeah. oftentimes we can't break through it because we're hoping to break through it with feeling Very and good. you break through the terror barrier with action and That's your it. feeling will catch up with you. That's it. Right? <laughs> That's it. Right? That's it. I so love it. When I think about fear and how people are navigating and actually in some cases I honestly feel like are being oppressed by fear. Right. What are some sayings or some things that you are using for yourself um, as you are trying to move through fear, exhaustion? I know offline we had shared, there are so many people when I'm coaching that are talking about how exhausted they are and how they just don't feel motivated and it's right. cons- and it's literally consuming them. So what are you saying to clients or those that you are pastoring? That's a good question. And um, to be honest, I always look, this is me and, and everyone that's, everybody that's look, everybody that's <laughs> watching this and listening to this, they're going to say, Dr. V, she's telling you the truth. This is exactly what she says. 
my question all the time, even to myself, is do you trust God or don't you? Mm. Period. Yep. It doesn't matter. I, and I and I like to say um, fears, false evidence appearing real, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many um, acronyms that we can use for fear. And I suffer from that too, right? We're not sitting here talking like we have got this all together because you see us maybe on TV or you see us or hear us on the radio and, oh, they got it all together. No, no. there was a, a fear that I had mm-hmm. too. But then right at the bottom of my fear and the, and the, the face of my exhaustion, my question to myself, and then I always ask is, do you trust God or don't you? You ask God for this. We got to be careful about that too. See, now you're going to oh, get oh, me yeah. down a rabbit oh, yeah, hole. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We ask God for things and see, this is what Holy Spirit does to me when I open my mouth and I'm trying to keep it together. Cause I know we got, you know, listen, we ask God, you know what, Lord, we would like to have our territories enlarged. Oh, <laughs> let's pray the prayer of Jabez. Let's do this, God. Yes. We want to enlarge our territory. Put me in front of more people. Give me more business. Give me this. Give me that. We're asking all of these give me's. And he's mm-hmm. saying, well, you know that that also requires work mm. on your behalf, right? Because faith mm-hmm. without works is dead. Yes. Period. That's biblical. I didn't write it. Mm-hmm. So while I'm asking God and I'm trusting God to use what's inside of me and I'm saying, okay, I'm ready for the next level. You have to understand that sometimes that's going to come with a level of exhaustion. Yes. And I always point back to Jesus. I point back to the cross. He was exhausted. Mm. He was exhausted. He was wounded and bruised for our transgressions, our iniquities. Like he carried all of those things on his back. By the time he got to the garden, he was like, Hey, I know about that original uh, conversation we had (laughs) about me being the savior of the whole world and everything like that. But um, can we just take a beat? Mm -hmm. And so so for us, I liken that to us here on this earth. God went through the Jesus went through the same thing. He went through a period of exhaustion. He went through a period of people denying him. He went through all of these things. So if I'm mirroring my my life and I want to pick up where the disciples left off, hello, because I'm a disciple here in the present day, then I have to understand that even with my fear that I trust God above all of that. And if he put it in my hands to do it, I got the power to do it. I got the tools and I'm ready to rock. I am so with you. I am so with you. And can I just connect with you and continue that thought because we are on the same page. Yes, there is an element of exhaustion and responsibility. So if you're going to ask for territory, (laughs) if you're going to ask for more, you are not going to always feel like it. You are going to be tired. And guess what? You now have a responsibility to show up in a way that is authentic, that is consistent, that is disciplined. There's a responsibility to that because when you ask for something, you are now elevating your presence so that you are light and people are looking for light. When we are talking about how dark Everyone is right now. Right. We have an opportunity and a responsibility to be 
light. And guess what? Mm. You won't always feel like shining. You sure won't. <laughs> hey, come on. Can we look? We, I don't think I don't think they're giving us enough amens because we're talking better than <laughs> we getting amens over here. You will not always feel like shining. And and not to interrupt you or even take mm-hmm. you off your thought processes, but that thing about consistency is so crucial because oh, we want consistency everywhere. You need mm. consistency in your personal relationships. You need consistency in your relationship with God. Another thing I always say is without intimacy, there is no relationship. So Mm -hmm. if I'm not getting close with you, if I'm not sharing a little bit of my heart, if I'm not bearing my soul to God, I can't get close to him, but I have to be consistent with him as well. I can't go to him when I have a problem and then raise my hand. I have to consistently talk to him and that's how he elevates. That's how we see Dr. V at Voice America, you know, with millions of followers. That's how you see a Sonia writing a book or starting a company. That's how you see that because of the consistency behind the scenes. So even Mm. when I'm tired and even when I really feel exhausted, and I tell you, I I just came out of a season like that where I took off August 2 and I never take off. I'm not the, I'm not the pastor that like takes a break because I'm always like I'm online anyway. That's how God started me. So I don't need to, but I tell you consistency is definitely key. Yes. And with that word right there, we are going to get ready. I can't, I hope that you have your seatbelt on everyone who is listening because we have just gotten started. We're getting ready to go into our first break and piggybacking off of what Pastor Sohn just said. If you want consistency, that requires you to focus on your growth. What is your growth plan? Now, growth doesn't just automatically happen. It has to be intentional. It needs to be consistent. And it happens actually under tension. You are Mm. stretched when you are growing. If you you want an opportunity to understand better how to grow, I encourage you to check out our website, www.com livingstrongllc.com. Our first Tuesday's growth session happens every first Tuesday. It is free. It is live. And we have a community and we encourage you to log in and be a part. So listen to this commercial as we get ready to take a break and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life. So why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. 
It's your time. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I tell you, if you were part of the first part of this segment, I know you are like, where is my paper and pencil? I I can't even keep up. up. Pastor Sohn has been dropping nuggets from the beginning. And just to kind of recap, she's acknowledging that, you know what, if you are going to be in any level up conversation and you are a person of faith, Do you believe God or not? It's on her logo. It is her ongoing saying. And so as we continue this conversation, I'm curious, Pastor Soam, how has faith played a role in a flip side experience for you? I'm breathing, ain't I? It's like, no. Okay. I know that's right. Listen, because these days you got to be like, thank you, Lord, for who I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I have so many of these like adversity situation or these adversity type stories. And I was trying to figure out, I knew that this would be a question that you asked. So I was trying to say, which one would I use? And I, I'm going to use the one that is the most life-changing. How about that? So mm. I went to, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier that I, I do have my MDiv um, from Biblical. Um, it's now Mizio Seminary. And during that time, as as a when you're in school, you actually have to do like a personal retreat, okay? And, and that personal retreat can be anywhere, but it has to be you and God and you have to, you know, kind of journal what you learned. And so, of course, I can't say of course, because some people don't know me, but someone that I follow and I revere is uh, Bishop Jakes and and Lady Sarita. Love their ministry, you know, um, and, and I've been following them for a very long time. They were introduced to me way back when they were still on VHS tapes because my husband's mother loved them. And I was like, we used to buy her all the tapes. Let's get to the story. So I, <laughs> I decided to, because and I'll tell you all my life. And so I decided to um, go to the conference and this was 2016. And when I went there, that is when, and, I, and I'm 100% honest, that is when I changed my perspective on faith. Mm. The Holy Spirit uh, moved in such a way that I could physically change. I feel physically felt me, my body, everything changing. Like it, it was weird. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was really like, oh my goodness. And when I came back, I was on fire. When I tell you, you think I'm on fire, like I'm on fire because of that. Okay. Okay. I, I've always been a little bit to the left, but let me tell you, this, this put me all the way over to the left and the adversity presented to us. When I got home, my husband said, Oh, I'm so happy that you're happy. And I was like, yay. Oh my gosh. You don't understand. And this happened, this happened. He said, I got this letter from the landlord. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. What did she, what did it say? We have to move in 30 days. Whoa. And I was like, huh? And I laughed. Like, I think I paused for a minute and I laughed like out loud. And so he's looking at me like, why are you laughing? I was like, ha, 
no problem. That's what I said, Dr. V. I said no <laughs> problem with no savings in the account. That if Ooh. we if we if we had to go and get like another place, we had no mm-hmm. deposit, no nothing at the time. My pastor was Pastor Keith Pelzer, um, who is still a very uh, close friend of mine. And so him and Lady Bertina were like, okay, so what do we need to do? Where are you going to live? Where do, like you have to get out in thirty. 30 days. What are we going to do with the kids? I have two children, you know, um, how is school going to happen? And I was like, I don't know, but God's got it. Okay. And so we went through this, this time, Dr. V of being down, not finding any place to rent Mm. anywhere in Philadelphia. And you know, that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, right? You know, you know, you can, you can find a corner to at least stay on in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. the corners were closed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I said, we can't even get a, we can't even get a spot anywhere. So we ended up going back to um, his mother's house because that was, that was our absolute last resort. Love her. But you know, we're adults and we're self, Mm -hmm. we we are self-sufficient. So we say, and so we got there and I, uh, I got a word from someone and I'm not really, uh, you have to be careful who speaks into your life. Somebody say amen. Okay. Yes, indeed. Okay. But this person I trusted, this family I trusted. And uh, they said, God is saying that you need to move to Colleen, Texas. And I laughed again. I laughed out loud. It was so loud that they probably heard it down the street because my choir, get this, this get this connection. Okay, Dr. V. Yeah. My choir, One Praise Ministries, not even maybe three or four years prior, sang at an anniversary in Killeen, Texas. Wow. Someone flew us down, paid for us to get there. I'm still very close friends with the with pastors Nero's, uh, the pastor uh, Kelvin and Pastor Sabrina Nero. They flew us down, and my comment when I was in Texas was, "I would never." <laughs> yeah, be careful, be careful of when you say never. never. <laughs> That's it, right there. You already got be it. You, <laughs> you was already on it. I said. We would never live in Colleen. Now, here I am living in Philadelphia. The crime rate is still what it is. And I'm saying I would never live in, in Colleen. Well, look at God. So we went, we went. And and that story, and, and you read my book, you'll kind of get the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't read it. But that's that moment of us taking what really looked bad. It looked mm-hmm. really bad. Like it looked uber bad. And let me tell you, credit wasn't where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I shout out mm-hmm. my girlfriend, um, Shanice at A1 Credit. I'm going to give her her props, right, mm-hmm. publicly because she works on getting the credit looking the way it was supposed to be. And I'm an accountant, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always working on other people's stuff and not really looking at ours. So I was like, I don't even think we're going to be able to get a place nowhere. Like, wow. <laughs> do you know that that is why I asked that question, do you trust God or don't you? Because God said, you're looking at the wrong place. You heard Colleen, you went for a house in Austin. That's not what I told you to do. Wow. I told you to go to Colleen. So I'm weeping at my desk, Dr. V. When I finally get there, I said, okay, you said Colleen, I'm going to do it. I typed in Colleen and I found like three houses. I applied for the one that I live in now. Instantly, he called me and said, I need this, this, and that. Gave him what, what he asked for. And I was like, this is going to be horrible. Because he's running my credit. <laughs> we ain't going to get it. I don't know. We're going to be living with mom for a little bit longer. Do you know that he called me that same night mm. and said, congratulations, Mrs. Sessoms. You have your house here in Colleen. And miraculously, yes. and I say miraculously, yes. the finances that I needed showed up 
and one wow. of my, you know, a job that I did. Yes. I was able to send him the money for the deposit and don't get me like I got goosebumps and I was mm-hmm. able to flip. That was, I didn't flip it. God flipped it, wow. but that was, that was really dire. Cause we yes. had to just figure out how we were going to move our whole life and he did it. So that's, that's my faith moment, man. That's you why know, I'm a faith stalker. Yes. <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. I feel like it's those moments where you lock into, do you trust God or, or don't, don't you? you? That's it. He's got a track record. Hello? If we would pause in moments where we feel like everything is falling apart. Now, I, you know, uh, my first book, Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God, Which is I camp. I camp out around faith. And for yep. me, faith is face everything and rise. Because right. fear has a role to play for you to act, for right. you to get into action. And being able to recognize that if I would not sit in a place where I'm paralyzed mm-hmm. by fear, Right. But face everything and rise and rise. recognize mm. that our God is asking us to look up, look to him. That's right. Do you trust him or, or don't? don't you? Don't okay. you? <laughs> Say it again. Do you trust God or don't you? Or and that's the question. <laughs> yes. So your energy, your inspiration, your encouragement is amazing. So I have to ask. Okay. Do you ever doubt? Yes. Do you ever get down? Yes. What does that look like and how do you get through it? Let me tell you, I would be lying to you and and all of our people if I said, you know, listening, all of our people listening to say that I that I don't doubt because I am in this flesh tent. I'm in flesh. Mm-hmm. That's that is a part of this whole thing. You know, that's the whole journey. That is the whole reason why we have a million religions, right? Because there's doubt. You know, we 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 have to feel, right? Mm-hmm. We have to see. Mm-hmm. We have to do all of those things. And I tell you, my my husband, shout out to Dardell Jackson, right? He um he he calls me Joyce, right? And so we had this really funny thing where he's Dave Meyer and I'm Joyce because typically you see me out in front, <laughs> but we know that Dave is running that house, right? So yes. my husband is running my house. And whenever I get down, because because I do have moments where I'm just like, babe, I asked for this. Let's be clear. I asked mm-hmm. for this plate. But now that I'm looking at this plate, there is no way that I can mm-hmm. do it all. How in the world am I going to get it done? And did I, did I do the wrong thing? Like, mm-hmm. did I ask incorrectly? Like, am I trying to put the horse before the cart or, or whatever, how it, the chicken before the egg? Like, did I do it wrong? And when I get in that moment, my husband, he's very quiet and he goes one day. And whenever mm-hmm. he gives me like a time, he'll either say like an hour or you got 20 minutes and he goes, go ahead. There's your little tiny violin. I used to tell my mom all the time, if yes. my mom is talking about something, I say, mom, there is there a tiny little violin for you as well. Now that we realize that this is the issue, how long are we going to stay here? And she's like, so the same thing that I do mm-hmm. to other people, he does to me. And he's like, okay, we got that you had your moment. Are you good now? And he goes, well, do you trust God or don't you? And I'm like, when they use don't. your words back 
on you. Yeah, I'm like, you're not allowed to do that. You know what I mean? So he asked me those questions and you know what? And I bounce right back. But I do have that moment of if this cup can pass me, let it pass. And God's like, you're not getting out that easy. So, and it's okay. I want to also say this before we transition. It's okay to doubt. It's mm, okay. I was hoping is, you would say that. It mm-hmm. is okay to feel heavy. It is okay mm. to be exhausted. You know why? Because once we acknowledge what that is, that helps us eliminate depression. That mm-hmm. helps us eliminate thoughts of suicide. That helps us eliminate um, isolation where we're not being insulated. Sometimes mm-hmm. isolation is good. My husband always says that good isolation is when we realize that we're also insulated, right? Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is right there with us, right? But there are moments where we don't even allow ourselves to ourselves to feel. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when we get into danger. That's when we get into Absolutely. not allowing the master to do his work because I have plan A, B, C, D, E, F, H, J, J, K, K. I have all of these things. And he's like, hey, I understand that you're weary. Don't be weary in your well-doing. Take a moment. If you need to take a break, self-care is the best care. I saw you on online taking a little time for yourself. We, yes. have, to, we have to do that. And that's whenever I get into that moment, um, and I thank my mom too. I have to shout her out because she makes me go away. Mm-hmm. Every every year mm-hmm. in December, um, every year, she says, go away for a week. I'll cover it. I'll cover your expenses wherever you're going, just you, so that you can kind of recenter and refocus. And we need to do that. But it's okay to doubt. We just can't stay there. Yes. Okay. That Sorry, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> no, I need you to get started because I was waiting for you to absolutely say that I was like I right. hope she releases someone from the shame yeah that's good that they are fearing or that they're in doubt recognizing that God created emotion as well that's it's good. it's a tool mm-hmm. right right it recognizes that you are feeling something all feelings are okay but all behaviors are not And so it's recognizing that there's not, we shouldn't be in a place of shame because we are in doubt or we are fearful or we're upset. Right. It's when we try to suppress it, push Mm. all that down and ignore it. That's when it becomes toxic and turns into all other types of things beyond thought, but physically in our body. So it's recognizing, yeah, it's recognizing, can I pull this thing up and out, be honest about it, present it to him? Because guess what? He already knows you feel that way. He gave you emotions, but I'll never forget one of our very first fearless conversations Um, Esther Moore did this whole piece on crying and that it's okay to cry. And she said at the end, but make sure there's an end to the cry. That's it. You can't stay in that place. So acknowledge it. Say, pull it up. Where where is this doubt coming from? Right. Whose voice is Is this doubt? Right. (laughs) Who told you that? Who told you that? (laughs) Exactly. Be honest about it, deal with it, and then get up from here and move forward. That's it. I tell you what, I I can't even figure out where my next question is. You got me so turned around. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) 
Listen, because can I say one more thing? And you, you can remember your question. And, and you said it, you touched on it. See, this is the thing when we get together, you know this. Yes, yes. You, you touched on that about your body and about stress mm-hmm. and things like that. That kills. Mm. And a lot of, a lot of, we, of course, we are dying from COVID and we want you to protect yourself yes. from COVID. We definitely want you to, you know, all those things. But a, a lot of those things that, are not being talked about is the stress of our mm-hmm. body, right? Mm-hmm. That we we keep that stress and stress affects everything. everything. It affects your mood. It affects your heart. It affects your mind. And then you slowly kill yourself because you're not giving it to the master who created mm-hmm. you. Come on here. Anyway. Cast your cares. Oh, you are oh. carrying burdens that were never meant for yours. you to care. They're not ah, yours. They're, they're not, not yours. yours. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Y'all my understand start. why I have been so <laughs> excited all day long. An hour is not even enough time. We are walking into our next break already. Wow. So okay. I'm going to set you up. Okay. I'm going to set okay. you up. I I'm want ready. you to be ready for when we come back from right. our next break. Okay. I would love for you to, and we, we have about two minutes. So if you want to get it started and okay. um, we can continue it after the break. I want you to tell us about the book. I want you to tell us about the book because the book itself and I have the book. If you don't have the book, you are missing out how I faithed it over. I got my book right away. You sure did. if If you do not have your book, you need to make sure you get the book. So Give us one minute and then okay. we will jump in from there when we come back from this break. Okay, yeah, because one minute, really quick. Thank you. Dr. Veertra Jackson is actually the, the young lady who wrote my forward. You see that? So she yes, she indeed. had she was almost obligated to get the book that she wrote in. I mean, <laughs> okay. So what it is is it is a semi-autobiographical book. It's about my life. And in in that book, I give you some tools and some life work. Um, to increase your faith and your relationship with Christ. And so I know that we're kind of getting down to the to mm-hmm. the um, break, but that's what it's about. I'm looking forward to sharing uh, more about what it's about. And uh, but but yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it definitely challenges you in your faith, no matter mm-hmm. where you are, whether you're a believer whether you are a beginner, whether you are seasoned, I've heard so many good things. And I was like, oh, wow, you got that. Look, I was mm-hmm. like, you got that for my book. <laughs> I know that's right. I was like, who was the author of that book that you're talking about? <laughs> amazing, amazing Pastor Sohn. I hope you have been enjoying oh, our conversation. We are going to take another quick break. And during that break, I want you to Google how I faithed it over so okay, that by the time we come back, yeah. so give them the website real quick. You can go to I am com and it'll push you right to the book. There you have it. As we get ready to take this break, we will come back and talk more about the book, but grab it while we are on this break. We'll be right, right. back. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is now in session. 
Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for first Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I hope you grabbed your book while we were on break. During that commercial break, um, I hope that you grabbed your book uh, and we gave Pastor Sohn a moment to just give a quick highlight about the book. But now I want to give her some more time to okay. help us understand why did you write the book mm. and what do you hope happens in and for someone as they're reading the book? Wow, that was a very good question. Um I wrote the book, and I think I say this every time I'm asked this question. I wrote the book out of a place of disobedience. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, might as well keep it real because that's just who I am. <laughs> and I uh, have been told many years ago to not work at an actual brick and mortar place. God always said, you do your businesses. If you're going to work, you can work from home. It has to be mm-hmm. remote. So I've been working from home for a very long time, even before the pandemic. But at this one time, I had wanted to help God out. And um, <laughs> I was like, you know, we need just a little bit more change in the bank. <laughs> so I'm going to go get me a job. And I got this job. And uh, of course, it was in accounting. And it was a contracted job because that's how we do. We uh-huh. justify our reasons for disobeying God because we go, mm-hmm. oh, well, even though you told me not to do this, I didn't do it all the way because it was a contract, you know, mm-hmm. and God was like, no. So anyway, God is still in the blessing business. Yes. And so he kept me in this job. It was completely a very strenuous situation. I have to be honest with you, but God is just and he is fair. So mm-hmm. when we do something, we sin, all of those things. There is a consequence. It may not be death. Praise the Lord for Jesus's, you know, blood because he's not mm-hmm. smiting us out here, but you will have a consequence. So my consequence was a very, um, not hostile, but a very rough uh, work environment. And so I began to write. It was mm-hmm. so funny because I said, I have to write a book and everyone's saying, oh, you have books in you. And that's a part of that fear, right? We, But now yes. I know that I got to rise up, right? And so I was like, okay. And I got these chapter titles 
and they were song titles like, you know, <laughs> uh, faith it ain't easy. You know me, I'm a singer. So I was yes. getting all these things and I said, what is this for? I got that one week and then I was on a post-it. I had post-it notes and I thought I had it next to me. Um, but I started writing, just yeah. writing. And, and I don't like to uh, equate it to God breathing, just how he, mm-hmm. it was a, you know, like the scriptures were mm-hmm. written, but it was really how I felt because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. what I was writing. Mm-hmm. I was literally, I hand wrote my book. I didn't mm-hmm. type it. And so after I get to like the fourth chapter, I'm looking at this, like, I think I'm writing a book. It, and that's and that and that silence that you heard because I had to let you feel how I felt. That was a real pregnant pause for me because I was like, "This looks like a book." So yes. when I got to chapter five or or chapter six, I got to right towards the end. I came out and I'm yelling. I'm like, "Honey, I wrote a book." And he said, "Well, what is the book about?" And I was like, "Duh, about faith, you know." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it turns out that I had a real book, right? And I and I typed it up and I was able to type it up and read it. And of course, you know, you you've written um books and I know you have more books to come. And so from that, God even gave me my second book. So yeah. that was gonna be like my little surprise for your people. Um, yes. I'm actually gonna be releasing a how I faith it over challenge, which is a 30-day challenge on faith and how you can faith it over. And uh, it will be great if you bought the first book for my website, but it isn't necessary because just like we kind of started this conversation, the world is a little downtrodden and Mm -hmm. we do need faith. And so this is going to be something for the new year that we'll all be able to start together. Um, I put a little certificate in the end of the book to say, hey, you finished Faith Stalking 101. And uh, that's how I wrote the book. That's how it came about. Um, And it was, it is very, as I heard someone told me that they haven't read a book that was so transparent, Mm. but I'm always transparent. Yeah. You were very honest. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And and Mm -hmm. I'm normally this way, right? You know that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, me personally outside of this. So I'm normally like that. And I feel that in the church, we don't always get that, which is why you mm. love the Pelzers, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why you love different passages, which is why I even admire Bishop Jakes, because even though he's at a certain place in a level he's attained, he never discounts the realness of who he is and the struggles. And I thought that it was important to show that even through my struggles and even through my family issues and all those things, I still had faith. And mm. this is where we are today. So I hope that was a good response. I was trying to figure out how I was going to answer that, but I <laughs> That was amazing. Because I always go so long and my husband's like, okay, wrap it up. (laughs) No, I think every single word is exactly what someone needed to hear. Right. Uh, And I, in a very similar way, as I was writing Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God, chapters Mm. would just pour out. I love that. And I would just write and write and write. And I'd look up and I'm like, wow, that chapter was good. I, I, and, right? and like, like, Your book is awesome. Who wrote, so that? Yes. who wrote that? That was good. Right. But, you know, um, I, so I completely understand. Right. Um, and as mm-hmm. I think about um, my next question, which is when past hurt or circumstances okay. have whittled away at someone's trust. Mm. What advice do you share to help them regain genuine faith and hope 
that God has what's best for their lives. I feel like with 18 months of just chipping away, is this almost right. so chipping away? And right. it, when we're in a place where circumstances and hurt have whittled things away at people, how, what advice do you give them for them to regain that authentic faith and hope? I tell you, it's so funny. <laughs> Here we go. Do you trust God or don't you? I say it a little nicer. No, it, I do. I do say it a little nicer. And um, just like I was explaining before, how you allow people to kind of vent and, uh, and allow people to get that out. And, and, and honestly, that's where we always go back to. I mm-hmm. always point back to the cross mm-hmm. because without Jesus dying, there's no remission of our sins. I also point to his struggle. And honestly, it matters whether or not you're trusting God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's and, and it's as elementary as it sounds and as difficult as your situation could be, because we we are in a time where people are losing parents, they're losing yes. sisters, they're so losing much grief. brothers, get so much grief. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are famous, you know, popping up, mm-hmm. you know, passing away. We are just in a very trying time. And the way that I um, try to express Um, My love is I give God praise even through it because he kept me. And Mm -hmm. even through those hard circumstances that we talk about, he still kept you. Mm. And that's the part we never focus on. We never focus on the fact that I'm here to complain. Yeah, I'm here to to say that I'm not I'm not feeling my best. I'm here to say, yeah, well, it could have worked this way, but it didn't work that. But I'm still here. Yes. And as long as I have breath in my body, I, I believe wholeheartedly that we are all created on purpose for a purpose, with a purpose, right? God has already laid out our life. Those times are times that we are supposed to lean on him. Mm. It's not always about us. And we make everything about us. Oh, woe is me. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. This was the opportunity for us to be intimate. This was our time yeah. for us to build our relationship. This was our time for me to show you this out because he always provides a way of escape. He really Mm -hmm. does. Even, you know, some of the choices that we kind of get a little too deep in, he still gives you a way out. Okay. (laughs) You may still get punished. Okay. Cause you, you, you won't die from that, from that fire. Right. You may get a little burn going out. Um, But, but, but that's really what what I talk about. And of course I'm sensitive to whatever the issue is because, you know, of course I'm not going to be like, well, do you trust God or don't you? But it's a way that we kind of go right back to who's in charge. When we say, listen, I know that we can't fix this this way, but what can we do to put our trust right back where it's supposed to be? What can we do to create another way? And then, you know, you hear most people saying, oh, I never really thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, but that's why. And get this. It's important to who you surround yourself with and around. Come on. Okay. It's important that I'm not the smartest person in the room. It's important that if I'm going to be operating in the Holy spirit and I'm given a word that I have someone that's right next to me, that's just as uh, um, keen on their discernment as me, that -hmm. will be able to help push that thing. And it matters who you surround yourself with. It matters. It's a big deal that Someone in my circle is Dr. Vidra Jackson. Someone in my circle is KP, right? Someone in my circle is a birdie, is a Keisha. I can go down and name all the people that I have in my circle that make me better. Mm. And when they are down, someone in that other leg is supposed to be able to pull you up because God is relational. 
That's why I talk about intimacy in my book. I talk about relationships in my book. I talk about it because he's relational. He had relationships. And he also had, get this, Dr. V, tears of relationships. Mm. everybody is not everyone your best was, friend right everyone is not in the inner circle hello everybody, everybody does not be- the- everyone does not belong on the inner circle come I on i feel you come I on so you. when you start to peel off those layers of your life and no matter what triumph trial that we're going through we can see the triumph not too far see i'm always talking about victory you hear me i was mm-hmm. talking about a trial but i'm always on a victory mm-hmm. and so i realized that a lot of the the ways that my people have gotten through, whether it's a professional relationship or whether it's a personal relationship is because look at who, who they surround themselves with. Yeah. If you surround yourself around negative folks, then even your, your hard trial is probably going to end up negative. Yes. It's going <laughs> to so, pull you down yeah. even deeper. Come on. Pull you Come down on. even deeper. I right. love everything you just shared. And I continue to think about, as I've shared with people, you know what? If you're still here, he's not done yet. And he's not done with you. We have about two minutes before we are closing out. I know as as you all are listening, you too cannot believe that this conversation has already come to an end. But I want to make sure with the last minute that we have... God isn't done with you. You are still producing, still creating. So what is new that you and your husband are doing and how can people find you? We've got about one minute. Say, okay, guys, in one minute, I'm doing the most with the absolutely still. I'm doing music. I have a a publishing company, you know, I'm publishing authors. God allowed me to do that during the pandemic. Um, my husband is releasing music. The choir is going to be releasing music soon. We, we're, uh, our kids are busy. So I just keep myself busy in what I'm doing, but you can find everything. If you go to IamSoniaSystems.com, um, that's being built up so I can keep you plugged in. Uh, you yes. can find me on social media at IamSoniaSystems. If you go to Instagram or Mama Spitfire, because that's my alter ego, because I rap, you know what <laughs> I mean? I get I get some bars in. So so that's what I'm doing. We're, we're going to be releasing that book. You'll get that audio book. So we're just, we're working. You may see me on the radio or on TV. You just never know. Dr. V. <sighs> You never know what could be coming. (laughs) Sister friend, sister friend, this has exceeded my excitement for this episode. I am so thankful to you. Thank you for your, again, you are always authentic, transparent, and full of light. Thank you for being you. And continue, 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 because we are all watching. If you have not logged in and found I Am Sonia Sessoms on any any social media platform, look her up as well as grab your book, How I Faithed It Over. Thank you so much, sis. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.